But hey, thank you for having us in your, your lounge, your flat, uh, on your phone today. It's just great to be together with you. And we are into this last week, as Jerem said, of the, uh, We Are The Church series. I love the way that it's, it's these four metaphors which mm. give pictures mm. of what the church is. Mm. And that's helpful because sometimes it's really difficult to get yeah. a head around the church yeah. and what does that actually mean. Yeah, exactly. so, so we've gone through... Sort right, of, yeah, I get sort of, this transition was a little awkward, wasn't it? We're there. So we've gone through the three metaphors mm-hmm. so far, mm-hmm. which the first one of those, of course, was the bride. Yeah. And together, uh, we're the love bride of Christ. And so we devote ourselves mm-hmm. to Christ. As he's first devoted himself to us, so we respond like that. And then we talked about the family mm-hmm. and um, how that together we are adopted by God. And so therefore we love each other as mm. brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Yeah. Better than brother and sisters, probably. Yeah, but, yeah um, probably, most the third, of the time. The third one was the body, and Aidan mm. uh, taught on that last week. And actually, it's, it's, we've got the Facebook recording. It's going to end up on the, <laughs> <laughs> the website. So uh, check Keep that one out. out. Yeah, great message. Mm. And he talked about together we form the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we need each other as mm-hmm. the body. And then, of course, today... The temple. The, the temple. temple. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a great little passage we just want to read and base our, our thoughts out of. Mm-hmm. And this is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. So let me read it and join with me. Let's read together. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him... Mm-hmm. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. I love this. Yeah, I love great. these words. And um, it, it says here in, in verse... Um, can't see. In verse 5, it says that we're being built into a spiritual house. Mm. Um, and in some translations, it says into a temple. Yep. And it can also be translated into the house of the Holy Spirit. So there's different ways that a spiritual house, a temple, the house of the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, it's that idea mm-hmm. of a temple. And um, I, I think that, that we can find it quite tricky sometimes when we don't have the whole picture. Mm. Um, and this is the case in all sorts of situations in our lives. We see what we see, but we, we, it's better really if we can have like a bird's eye view of something and really see things from above. And I think that when we look at this word, the temple or the spiritual house, it's God saying, you know what, from my perspective, I can see what the church is. Mm. And sometimes when we're just sort of like knocking around, being the church and, and seeing, it, seeing all the, the messiness of it, I suppose, um, it's a little bit hard for us to, to, to step back and say, we are this remarkable, magnificent, incredible building. We're a temple. And mm. God says, I'm telling you, I'm looking down. That's what you are. Mm. It's a little bit like if you were driving through the Canterbury Plains. And here's a picture of um, what that would be like. You'd be driving along the road. There's an old fence beside you and you see a paddock. And then somewhere in the distance, there is the, uh, you know, the Southern Alps. That's from our perspective. That's how we see that. But if you went up into an aeroplane or even to a satellite, mm. the collage, the, the mosaic of colours and of definition and the wonder and the magnificence and the beauty of the, the plane going into the river, going up into the Alps, it is absolutely stunning. Mm. And that's really when God describes the church as the temple, yeah. he's looking at it not only 
at a moment in time. He's looking at it throughout all mm. of history mm. and he's looking at it from a God's eye view and he sees the wonder and the complexity Amazing. and the beauty and the language and yeah. the people and the tribes and the nations yeah. right across. It's magnificent. Yeah, and millions and millions and millions of mm. people. Mm. And he says that, that each one of us is like a stone in mm. this building, a living stone. And that, that, that we're sort of all stacked in various ways and we're interconnecting and we're interdependent and we're all part of this amazing, magnificent, magnificent mm. structure, um, which is the temple, which is the church. And it may not look like that from down here at times, but that is exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and God says that progress is being made. Mm. Um, he says here that we are being built into a spiritual house. Yeah. And so right now, as we speak, it's happening. And I love, I love to remind myself when I read this that Jesus, way back, he said, I'm going to build my church. Mm. And so that's exactly what, what, what is being said here when Peter picks up on this idea. Yeah, and he throws in another little metaphor too, which is worth just parking on for a mm. second. He says that Jesus is the cornerstone. Yeah. And because what that would have brought to people's minds when they were reading this was they would have thought building and architecture. Mm. And the cornerstone was this, it was almost like the foundational stone that was put in place first. And you put it there, it was usually bigger than the other stones. Mm. And from the cornerstone, you then got the height and the width and the breadth of the building. Everything made sense. Everything fitted into mm. and around this cornerstone. And so when Jesus describes himself, as the cornerstone, he's the first stone. Mm. He's the first stone of the church. Mm. And not only that, it defines, he defines the church. Mm. And as he defines the church, if it wasn't for him, gosh, it would be a bit horrible, wouldn't mm. it? But he defines it and he's the stability. He, the whole building relies on him mm. for strength and for stability. And you might say, well, as the cornerstone, he's our word. Yeah, yeah. And we obey him. Mm. And, and his word is true. And disciples are made by obeying his word. Yeah, yeah. He's our cornerstone. He's true. I love that. I love that Peter explains to us too that he is a, the living yeah. stone. Life is in him. Mm. And when he died, he was raised again. He's yeah. alive right now. He's the living stone. And, and so then his life's in us. We're living stones. But it also says here that, that, um, that he is chosen and precious to God. Mm. That the Father chose Jesus, mm. that, that he is, is of absolute ultimate value to the Father. He's the precious one. Mm. And the Father knows, God knows that without him, well, the whole building's going to be wonky, isn't it? Yep. And without him, it just cannot hold together. Mm. And he is essential, you mm. know? And, and so I suppose we as living stones, we are people who have, who have chosen him and we have said we agree with God's valuation. Mm of Jesus. And we have an option there, don't we? I mean, we, we could look at, at Jesus and say, well, you know what? I don't see him as essential for my life. I don't want to build my life on him. And we can just sort of discard him. Mm. And, and that's what many people do. But people who are part of God's church, yeah. we're people who have said, I agree with God's valuation of Jesus. Mm. And now, not only is he precious to the Father, but he's precious to me. That's right. And then together, as people for whom Jesus is precious, mm. we are 
the temple. Mm, added in. Added in, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting, there's another mm. um, little metaphor for temple which is found in 1 Corinthians where mm. it talks about each one of us being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and that's true, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Mm. That's not actually the metaphor that Peter's using here. He's talking about every single believer throughout all of time. Yeah, together, together is the temple. Yeah. It, it's such a profound statement. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the question then is, well, we better work out what a temple is. And this is right. That's true, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. I guess I've asked my own question. Haven't I? Anyway, <laughs> Are you going to answer yeah, it? I'll, I'll try and answer it. So the temple, if you go right back to Moses, mm -hmm. and uh, when the people of Israel had escaped out of Egypt and they were wandering around in the desert, uh, then God said, I want you to build a tabernacle. Mm. And uh, here's a picture of the tabernacle, and you can see that on the screen. It, it, it's like a small tent. And what they'd do is they would, build, they would put that up right in the middle of the tribes of Israel when they were wandering around the desert. And uh, then they'd pack it down, and whenever they moved, they'd put it up again. And that was the, the place where Moses would meet with the Lord. And it was wonderful. And they did that all through that time. Then they settled in the land of Israel. And then after a couple of kings, Solomon, King Solomon, mm. uh, he built a temple. And here's a representation of what that would look like. And the temple, uh, that was a permanent structure. And it was there, and, and God, again, would meet his people there. Mm. In both cases, what's really interesting is that God gave very detailed and specific instructions on its design and about every single item mm. that needed to be included. It, was like, mm. it really mattered to God yeah. how this was put together. Every single item, like you're not mm. kidding, eh? Mm. I mean, the bases for the poles, the clasps for the curtains, the, mm. the what was to be embroidered mm. on the fabrics, the mm. colour of everything, the, the materials that were to be used, the shapes, the sizes, the numbers. Yeah. And even the, the layout, like you yeah. walk in and you go past this big altar and then you go past another altar. Yeah. And there was a whole, the whole yeah. sequence to Designed how it Designed by too. God. Yeah. It was very, very specific, yeah. wasn't it? Much care taken. Yeah. So why did they have the temple there? Yeah, it's funny, like growing up in New Zealand, um, in the, in, well, I'm getting a little older, but in my day, <laughs> growing up in New Zealand, the idea of a temple is such a foreign idea. And I know there's more temples perhaps now in New Zealand, but, but really you had to mm. go somewhere like Asia mm. to get an idea of what on earth a temple was. And so it's a bit of a foreign concept, um, potentially, for, for many of us. But um, the whole idea of the temple when it comes to the living God mm. and his people, the whole idea of the temple is relationship. Hmm. So if you think about that, you go right back to the beginning. And in the garden, God walked mm. with Adam and Eve. Mm. Mm. And then you come right to the end. Mm. And it says in this promise that the dwelling of God will be with his people. Yeah, continuous. And like, like bookended in yeah. all of human history yeah. is the desire God has to dwell with his people. Yeah. And now because of the, the brokenness of sin, mm. God said, I need you to understand this. So I'm going to have a temple, mm. a place where I'll dwell. Mm. Mm. And it's relationship. It's his home. Mm. God wants to dwell with us. It's the place where his glory will dwell. Mm. It's the picture of his holiness. Mm. It's like his name is written mm. above it. Hanging over the door. I know. Yeah. And, and people could therefore relate. Like, this is amazing because yeah. people would relate. You go to the Old Testament mm. and when they wanted to, to be in God's presence, mm. like they had to go through all these different sacrifices. Mm. And so they'd sacrifice on the altar and then they'd wash themselves and then mm. they would go through into the, into the temple and there was a place called the Holy of Holies. Yeah, because they could come in through the sacrifice, they could come in mm. and they could worship. Yeah. They could, in other words, 
relate with God, mm. you know, and that's his lovely desire. That's mm. his, he must have just loved that so much, right? Yeah. But even so, like you say, there was this special place in the temple, the deepest room, mm. and this room was the most holy room, the holy of holies. Mm. And because God is so holy <laughs> and we are so sinful, mm. there was a distinction made, and it was like this is the place that you can't go. And so there was this massive curtain that was hung up between where the people could go and where they couldn't go, that place of the absolute presence of God. Mm. And this curtain was hanging there. But the marvelous thing is that when Jesus died on the cross, mm. just as he died, that curtain in that temple in Jerusalem, it was ripped, it was torn in half mm. from the top to the bottom. And Hebrews tells us that that represents the body of Jesus through the ripping of his body, mm. the giving of his body, there is now nothing hmm. in the way. There's not even a room, there's not even a space where we cannot go. Mm. We, we can get to the very deepest mm. of God. It's crazy. So, so if we think about that, God wants to dwell yeah. with his people. Yeah. And we are his people. We are the temple of God. Mm. And for us to dwell with him, we can't do that in and of ourselves because of our sinfulness. Mm. So the Old Testament picture of going through the sacrifices to get to that place of holiness, now... Mm. He's done it. Jesus did it. Yeah. yeah. And he died on the cross. And when he died on the cross, he paid mm. in full the sacrifice for our sin. Mm. And then when the Bible, when it says, you can come through Jesus... Mm. It's actually saying you come through those sacrifices of Jesus Christ and do. you can come freely at any yeah. time. Why? Because you are the temple yeah. and the sacrifice has been paid. Yeah. There is nothing standing in the way of you and God. You are the place where he yeah. dwells. You are where his name is. Mm. You, the church. Mm. We are the church. We mm. are the temple of God. Mm. We are the place where God in yeah. all of his fullness glory, and all of his glory holiness. dwells. Yeah. And when he looks at that and mm. when the angels look at that and when all of the creation looks at that they see this incredible mosaic of the wonder of God's love and mercy and grace yes. wow yes that's the temple <laughs> that is the temple oh, it's amazing isn't it so with all of that in mind mm. what do we do Mm. What yeah. do we actually do as a temple? Mm. It's about worship, isn't it? You know, mm. our relationship, our, our relationship with Christ is mm. the opportunity then to worship, yeah. to worship God. And and in Romans 12, it says, "Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, there that is again, mm. to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship." Mm. And isn't it wonderful that that idea of worship there is not just simply um, singing songs. In fact, it's, that's not even talking about that. That's mm. talking about giving your body as a mm. sacrifice. I love the fact Jerem talked about that earlier on, mm. talking about cat. Yeah. That you know, we are you know, to offer ourselves. Yeah. And that's exactly what this says. So yeah. it is, bottom line, when God says it, we say we yes. Do it. Yeah. And if you wanted to frame up what, it, what does it mean to live a worshiping life as the temple, mm. it's whatever God says, 
you say yes. That's right. So, and so that's all your activities. That's your actual body too, yep. though, Nick, isn't it? I mean, yep. if you go back a few chapters into Romans 6, you find that, that, um, that we're being told, don't offer the parts of your body for, for anything, for wickedness. Mm. Only offer it all for good. You know, mm. offer it all for God, for mm. holiness. And, and so it's our actual what we do with our bodies yep. and where we go and, and what we say and everything. It's also our thoughts. It's our feelings. It's our time. Mm -hmm. Again, Jerem talked about giving your time. Yep. Um, but it's my whole life just laid out before God. If he says it, I say yes. Absolutely. And then there is uh, this other part of it too. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, Through Jesus, therefore, mm. let us continually offer to God mm. a sacrifice of praise mm. and the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Mm. And do not forget to do good and share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. And again, there's the two bits. There's mm. the what we do. But right in here there is that sense of we are to continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the mm. fruit of our lips. Mm. And it's like there should never be a moment mm. when there is not, if not verbally, certainly in our mind, that we're offering praise, up praise, praise and praise. worship yeah. and honour to the Lord. Yeah. And, and Peter picks up on that idea too of using our, our mouths. And if we were to have read on in chapter 2, mm. we would have got down to the um, halfway through verse 9. It says um, that you may declare the praises mm. of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Because once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Mm. Once you hadn't received mercy, now you have received mercy. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. And so this is declaring the wonder of God, but specifically here, it's in front of a world that doesn't know mm. the, this wonderful experience that we have mm. of relationship with God. So it's speaking the truth about God. Mm. So when you wind all of that together, mm. here's the temple. Mm. It is this place of the glory of God. Mm. It, is the, it is the church. We are the church mm. throughout all generations mm. of every tribe and language and people and nation. There is this beautiful mollage, uh, montage, this collage, this mosaic, <laughs> yeah, mash it together, yeah. of, of humanity, yeah. one by grace, yeah. framed by mercy. Mm. And as the temple, mm. when God says it, we obey, mm. and we continually offer worship, the fruit of our lips, mm. And we're continually declaring God to mm. a world around that doesn't yet know Him. Mm. And there it is, isn't it? That's right? it. Grow as a disciple, worship the Lord, mm. reach others and tell others about Jesus Christ. Mm. That is what it means mm. to be the temple.